Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Three gather in the wild, weird woods once again this dark, dark evening. There's a moon in the sky. Is it a half moon, a full moon, or just a tiny sliver of the moon? Look up and judge. But before you look up, grab your black trash bag and cut a couple holes in it for your arms and head to go out. What? And then put on that little, uh, little toque, that little hipster Williamsburg, <laughs> Brooklyn-looking hat. Uh, and it's time for us to be wicked. A, t- a toque? And it's very cold. Toque. It's cold in the woods, so you want to wear a little beanie. You're something to keep a just a the very that's top a, of your head cold, warm. That's a Lord of the Rings or Hobbit or mm. Cimmerellian reference. One of those three. I'm not sure which one. Hey, excuse me, loser. Don't reference the Silmarillion. Nobody knows what you mean, dork. Well, all right. Well, here's the <laughs> other thing. You're talking about the garbage bag. That makes sense because all of your references are trash. Wow. Okay. Oh! Now this is just getting nasty. I thought we were going to do some spells. <laughs> now you're just being mean. No, more like we're going to do some smells because of your trash bag. That's what I'm saying. These are clean bags. These are fresh bags. And sure there's a little trash in a couple You know the other thing I'm saying over here? I'm saying, welcome to a chilling podcast of Sabrina. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be recapping Chapter 27, The Judas Kiss from Sabrina Part 3. Oh, my God. This is the second to last episode. So many things So many things happened in this episode. So many things. I got to tell you what, I, this episode stressed me out. Like the amount of spiraling insanity. It's the worst episode. Whoa, 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 whoa. That is definitely not what I meant because I thought this was great. Yes. Nope. The way that this ended, the way that everything went. Nope. Blew me away. Yeah. It was like if you were hitting a pinata and there were just like 15 other pinatas inside the one pinata. <laughs> and then they're inside that last one. No. There was something like a bunch of bees or something. No, no. It was like, it's like, hey, uh, let's see all of our favorite characters die or make shitty choices. That's not that a metaphor. A I was using TV a metaphor. And <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, did you, what is it like, though? That's that's what it's like. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's not what it's yeah. like. That's what no, it is. No, no, no. It's like it's a metaphor for like all your characters dying. <laughs> okay. You know, you get it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's a simile. Yeah. Uh, so I got to tell you, I was so thrown by this episode, I didn't even write down a recap. I just oh, like, started taking notes. Uh, but let's I, I think it. we should do it anyway. I think we should get into it, like do yeah, a bunch of recap. Let's do it live. Because like... Nope. 
So much no is time. going on. No it's time. funny much- that you. It's funny that you didn't do a recap. Sabrina literally does a recap in the middle <laughs> of this episode. I think that's the reason I forgot because the last two episodes, characters keep walking up to each other, but like, what parts of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina have you seen so far? Oh, yeah. you missed this scene and this scene. Okay, I'll just let you know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the short version of it is that everything is going wrong in Greendale. Pagans yep. have invaded. They want to resurrect their green god. They are trying to kill off the witches of the coven. At the same time, Sabrina is on a treasure hunt for three unholy regalia in order to gain control of hell. Uh, Caliban, a man who is made out of sand, but like not quite Clay. as fine grains and wetter is the way that I would describe him, uh, yeah. is challenging her you to stop that. Stop recapping. You said you were going to recap. Let's go. I lied. Uh, the, <laughs> I just you wanted to get you. asshole. A- stop recapping. You recap. Let's talk There's about what happened. You're making this go longer. I just wanted to get you on board. All right, and doing so the po- <laughs> Zelda is shot. That's where it starts off. Wow. I'm going to talk over no, you. Hold you're on. Where do you douche. need I'm to wait. talk over what all is you going motherfuckers? On? <laughs> Every time we do a podcast, you literally would like to be anywhere else doing anything else. And you're like, let me get through this. This is physically painful for me, Pete. Sabrina is a comic book character. And that was developed into a A television show. A what book? Is that like a wordy word book or is there something different about it? No, it's like almost like a TV show, um, but on paper. Well, clearly you guys don't need me here, so I'm You should start with the yellow kid. The first yeah, now comic that's strip. the first comic. Um, I should also mention we're doing this over video on Skype, and Pete literally turned away and walked away, almost walked away just now. So I would say let's actually jump into this because we have laid down the broad strokes of everything that's going on. Uh, as Pete mentioned, we left on an amazingly insane cliffhanger at the end of the last episode, uh, where Zelda and Zelda, Sabrina's and Zelda, but got shot from a gun by Miss Wardwell. Uh, Hilda was lying in a cane pit that should resurrect her, but she hadn't come out yet. And we start off right there with Sabrina and Ambrose running to Zelda, at which point Madame Mambo, who's the voodoo priestess, pulls out a bullet, very uh, straightforward, surgical. Not a lot of magic there. No, absolutely not. Uh, But then she explains, oh, okay, now that I've pulled out the bullet, uh, she's lost between the land of the dead and the living, to which Sabrina's like, you mean limbo, right? Just so everybody understands, she's like, "Yeah, but you know, I call it different things." Yeah, yeah everyone's got different names, got different words for different things. You know, exactly. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, then they, uh, she says, they're going to burn a violet candle to help her find her way back, and then they hear some wailing outside. And this, to me, this is going to be a crazy thing. This, to me, was one of the craziest things of the episode. What are you it, talking about? <laughs> I'm gonna no, explain. The Banshee Lady is the craziest thing in the episode. It was very stressful. Harvey got eaten by a plant. (laughs) (laughs) All right. He was hanging in the air and a plant started to eat him. And and you think a banshee woman is the craziest thing? The the reason it was the craziest thing to me was because during the episode, there's all of these things. Sabrina got turned into some kind of tombstone thing. Like how all of these all of these flower the banshees you've heard of them before the reason the banshee thing was crazy to me because it was like and also there's a banshee the impaler showed up in this fucking episode are you kidding me wow pete this tv show has got you flipped you're lit dude and it's crazy that this is the last episode ever 
<laughs> yeah, of this our podcast. How, yes, that's, that's probably yeah, true. We're done. I think uh, Pete, again, Skype video, but somehow, like, I could sort of see the membrane of my computer is uh, bending as Pete reaches through to strangle me right now. I don't yeah. know how he's doing it. It's some sort of, like... Uh, uh, West Craven, Nightmare on Elm Street kind of thing going on. Anyway, so Banshee, which we all agree yeah, is crazy. Yeah, Pete's a Skype element. warrior instead of a dream warrior. Um, <laughs> He's a Skype warrior. I got to say, I agree with you, Alex. This Banshee was, like, fucked up, what? and it was stressful. Ima- Pete, imagine having someone just Ooh, screaming at you from across the street. literally did nothing the whole episode. This is why it was the, the craziest thing to me. Everything else follows up on the plot and what was happening. And then it was like, oh, I don't know if you forgot. There's a banshee screaming outside. It's a bad omen. There's no time for the fucking banshee. There's so many things happening. I, it's insane to me that both of you guys are like, yeah. Yeah, with all the murders going on and all the crazy shit happening, that banshee in the background not doing anything nor saying anything really affected how things happened. I'd love to see a spinoff of just the banshee screaming in different places. <laughs> Do you know what? They could bring the banshee to other Netflix shows. That would be great. Whenever bad I would love stuff to happened. see. I don't know if you guys have watched The Circle. It would be great to have the banshee as a contestant oh, yeah. on The Circle. No, the banshee would be perfect at the end of nailed it when someone makes a really shitty cake. <laughs> They'd be like, ooh, you messed up that cake and a member of your family is gonna die. <laughs> that was my stakes. Nicole Byer impression. That's great, great Nicole Byer. <laughs> great you. Nicole. Let's just try to mainly hit the intonation. Uh, so anyway, uh, we didn't mention uh, Lucifer last episode was bonded with Father Blackwood. However, Madam Satan, in order to not be killed by Lucifer, performed a separation ritual. And as we find out, it worked. Lucifer was separated. Blackwood now has the mark of Cain, which is going to protect him. And she is pregnant with Lucifer's son. What? That's a hell of a move right there. Yeah, that is a big move. Also, babies... Yeah, you don't know that quickly. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, he was uh, he was down for like fifteen minutes. She was like, "Hey, quick, have sex with me, and then I'll just say we're pregnant." They did yeah. some witch stuff. I'll yeah. tell you what. I uh, I watched Midsummer over the weekend. Have you guys seen Midsummer? Yes. Very similar. Very quick pregnancy. Where it's like, I don't, I don't think you know that quickly. But, I don't know. You just had sex. It takes a little longer than that. Nah, you can tell. Yeah, yeah, I can, you tell. can tell. I can tell. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> tell anytime. Uh, well, let's not go into it. Um, <laughs> Pete, you must have been happy that um, with all this death, at least there's one new uh, character going to be born soon. Oh yeah, sure. That's a good yeah. point. The son of Madam Satan and regular Satan. Right. <laughs> what do you think they should name the baby, Pete? Pete, regular Satan, regular Satan, yeah, Satan Junior. SJ. <laughs> this is my, this is I'm Lucifer. This is my wife. Lilith. I think they this should... is our baby, regular Satan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's or great. Call him Junior Mint. Uh, by the way, thank you again so much, Pete, for naming my children regular Alex and smaller regular Alex. Those were great <laughs> choices. I can't believe you yeah, gave but... your naming rights away to Pete. I mean, he won that uh, contest. It was a radio call-in show. 
It was a literal pissing contest. Uh, anyway, uh, back to the pagans. Uh, or first time in this episode to the pagans. Carcosa, who is Pan, the great god Pan, is super pissed because the great flowering is almost upon them. At which point, Blackwood walks in and he makes an alliance with them, which is pretty messed up and pretty bad. He reveals he can't be killed, and he wants to kill all the witches in the Church of Night, mainly because he wants to find something very specific, which I don't think is revealed this episode. Yeah, but I think it's clearly the time egg, yes. because that's, that's what he was going after when he was the bearded madman. You don't think it's the Banshee? Maybe he wants the Banshee? Yeah, he wants nope. to date the Banshee. Yeah. No. Nope. It's definitely the time egg. He murdered that merman because of it. I also love one other thing that I like about this episode. It happens later on, and I don't. I'm, I think I marked down with character. Oh, uh, so they very briefly name the Gorgon Lady for the first time in the seventh episode. Her name is like Nade Gina or something like that. Nagina. It's not Nagina. It's not Nagidi from Harry Potter, but it's Nagina. Uh, and then they also very casually mention that the Lord of Hell, who has been screaming at everybody for the past seven episodes, is Beelzebub. Which yeah. I think it's so hilarious that there are so many things going on the show. They haven't gotten around to mentioning the characters' names. Especially yeah. Be- Beelzebub. That's the name. We know that name. That's right. a heavy yeah, hitter. That's a famous name. You could have done that in the first episode. He could have been like, ah, Beelzebub, nice to meet you. So cut for time. Cut no for time. time. Cut no it out. T- no time. Uh, and then we get a big revelation from Robin. Robin is formerly a member of the Pagans. He is now dating Theo. They're very sweet and cute together. Shout they out to chat. John. Shout out to John on our Patreon for calling their uh, their ship name Throbin. Oh yeah, that was real good. That yep. was. I was briefly creeped out, and then I respected it. Exactly. Uh, so um, Throbin. Yeah, they're so great together. I hope that continues. Now, uh, the thing that uh, Robin reveals is that he's a hobgoblin, which means his ability is he can run really fast, which immediately comes to bear later on in the episode. Uh, And they decide to do it so that Theo isn't a virgin anymore, so that Theo can't be sacrificed. It is very smart. doesn't really pan out very well for Theo or Robin. (laughs) Yeah, true. But that's how I lost my virginity as well, just trying to to dodge that green man. Oh, not to a hobgoblin? Ah, there was a hobgoblin there. <laughs> okay, I lost my virginity to the hobgoblin from Spider-Man comics. <laughs> yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah I threw a couple of pumpkin bobs in there. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's a pinky dangerous. finger right there. Yep. Uh, so meanwhile, while they're trying to do it, a classic Archieverse doing it montage where everybody's doing it at the oh. same time. Harvey and Roz yeah. also trying to seal that deal. But then she has a site called The Cunning, and she has visions of previously on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina scenes, uh, scenes where Harvey and Sabrina were getting hot and heavy. And I really like how this scene played out. And the reason I like it is because Roz was open and honest with Harvey saying, this is the worst time for this. Do you have feelings with Sabrina? I just need to know. I hate having the cutting because I know this stuff. Just be honest with me. And it really felt like she did actually want him to be honest here. Yeah, and yeah. I I don't know. I felt like he he was being honest. I mean, over the course of this episode, there's a couple confrontations where he's like, "I love Roz." Right. Do you believe him? I do believe him. I think he might not he's not really kind of acknowledging or thinking about his love that he has for Sabrina, but he he's telling himself or he's trying to tell himself that he does love Roz. And I think 
that part of him does. I I agree with Pete here. I think he does love Roz, but I think in the span of the show, we're meant to know slash think that Harvey and Sabrina are each other's true love. Yeah, I think I th- they're gonna they're gonna exchange virginities mm. with each other. Is, is that how that works? You go to a virginity exchange. You say, yeah. "I'd like to exchange this virginity." That's yeah. called Sweden. <laughs> oh, wow! I don't know exactly what you mean by that, but I'm curious <laughs> to find out. Again, I watched Midsummer this weekend, so a lot I of stuff's going on in my head. Uh, there's also a very funny line. Uh, they tried to do this Pygmalion spell. Last episode, which meant that Harvey kissed Roz, his true love. It didn't work. Uh, and he very casually says to her, I don't care about that stupid Pythagoras spell. And she's like, wait, yeah, what are you talking such, about? <laughs> which, such a weird yeah. joke. I was like, Harvey, don't bring that up. This is, uh, yeah, it's not going to help your case. Uh, then we jump back to hell. Lucifer kills one of the lords of hell. Caliban introduces himself and says, I'm a prince of hell. And Lucifer is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he sets up the stakes of what's going on. He says, we've already done two thirds of the challenge as prophesied by Lilith. Uh, the first time they did the challenge. Uh, we need to make it to all the end. Not even you, Lucifer Morningstar, can stop that. And he's like, ooh, hell bureaucracy. Uh, and that he- doesn't seem real to me. If you're actually, you know, Satan in charge of hell, you could be like, no, that contest is over now, assholes. I'm home. No, I'm sorry. that We do not. Hell isn't an authoritarian state. You can't get away with everything. Eventually. I, I feel like it is. Nope. Eventually, the bureaucracy is going to catch up to you. Uh, there's also a very funny line from Lilith where Lucifer is like, where's Sabrina? And she says, she'll turn up. She usually does, which is it's great. great. So many of these characters are existing in the show, but also like right next door to the show where they're just <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. Pay attention. She'll be here in a second. Don't change yeah. the channel. And I, then I, in this next scene, Sabrina is just like recapping shit. <laughs> To everybody else And there's like I know what we'll do We'll bring in some cheerleaders Yep Uh, This is her crazy plan Uh, Ambrose and Prudence Want Sabrina to siphon The power off the hedge witches A lot of this episode I do think Is continuing to double down On the idea that Sabrina Is essentially good Because She turns down that idea Says no They came here We can't kill them uh, And ultimately comes up The plan to create more energy by having a flash mob at the school, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, but then we get the other path that's going on here. And I think we could talk through this one separately. Yeah. Uh, Zelda is in limbo. She's wandering through the Spellman house in limbo. She gets there. And I thought this was a really nice move. She encounters Hilda there. Uh, also yeah, in limbo. This was really sweet. This whole flashback stuff was really awesome. Yeah, it was great. And uh, who shows up but Edward Spellman, Sabrina's father, who proceeds to reveal a bunch of information, including that he and his wife knew exactly what was going on with Lucifer. They made a deal there, but that's not why he's there. And he walks in through three scenes that they very quickly realize are to reveal how they can get out of this situation, how they can save the coven, how they can get the power. Uh, and I should have written to the, down this part. And but this is like the ghost of Christmas uh, past, present and future, right? Kind of. It's the yes. child, the mother and the crone. Is that what it is? Ultimately? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and it's three phases of the moon that they see. Zelda is initially very confused because she thinks, wait, we just prayed to the hair moon. Um, but the first, what was the first scene they see? I remember the second it's one. When they're, 
they're much younger. Um, mm, and that's right. They're sort of all hanging out. Yeah, it's Zelda and Father Blackwood. They're in the library at the school, and Father Blackwood rips a page out of a book yeah. and says, this isn't for women. Uh, and Zelda looks at it and sees the first phase of the he moon. He was an asshole even as a kid. Yes. Once yeah. an asshole, always an asshole. Uh, he Then the middle one is when Sabrina is delivered to him and their blanket, her blanket, her little baby blanket, has a little moon on it. And the and last the one is blanket. Zelda as an old woman on her deathbed. Sabrina is there. Hilda is there. They're both in old age makeup. And they say she lived a wonderful life. The coven is all there for her. It is her time. She lived a long life and she saved them. And that's where she sees the three phrases of the moon. And just as she wakes up, and we'll loop back to this, she wakes up, says, I know how to save the coven. And then The gets, banshee's there, importantly. Yes, the Banshee. Stop, Justin. The Banshee is there. It's important to mention. It's not. not important to mention. It has nothing to do with what's happening. The Banshee is She the wakes star up and Sabrina. goes, I know how to stab them, and then, or know how to stop them, and immediately gets stabbed in the chest. Yes, and then what happens, Pete? What happens immediately after that? The Banshee stops screaming. Yep. Yeah, who cares? Stay tuned for part four. Weird the, ch- side the, chilling, character. the chilling adventures of some Banshee. Some Ooh. random banshee. It's like the Watcher. I that would be great. You know what? They should bring the banshee on to cheer. I think that would be good. They're probably going to do a season two of that, and that's a big hit. Right. Just yeah. juice the ratings a little bit. Juice, juice them, juice, juice. So this juice. is the first, uh, first uh, part. Let's really jump back me. to where we were. Now that we've covered the Zelda and Hilda stuff. Roz and Sabrina talk briefly. Uh, Sabrina, as we mentioned, needs the Ravenettes. Uh, and we, do we know they were called the Ravenettes? I don't think they mentioned that earlier. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the cheerleaders are called the Ravenettes. They're going to do a flash mob at a, uh, at the church of night. They love they, doing flash mobs. They tell them it's a multi-use performance space. And then <laughs> we get for, uh, performance art. Yes. The absolute, such a funny Crazy scene that can only happen on this show where the cheerleaders perform uh, Hey Mickey in the middle of a stone circle as the coven is sitting on the floor with a bunch of creepy dolls that they're using to siphon the energy to save Helda and Zelda. One of which looks a lot like Laura Dern. Let me be yeah, honest. That is fair. Uh, and they're just sitting there going, oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> while the cheerleaders are dancing. I was laughing so hard. It was It great. was so wild. Yeah. They kept cutting to Melvin, which yes. that was weird. That was odd yeah. to me. Unnecessary. It, there's They're going through great efforts to cut off every single character, but uh, starting with a lot of the side characters, and it's kind of amazing that Melvin has survived this long. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, so then we get Pete, prepare yourself emotionally, the most devastating scene in the episode. Well, we get one, there's a great line before that, where they're all getting ready to do all this crazy shit. And their, uh, Prudence is like, where is Dorcas? She is never around when we need her. Yeah. Yeah. And then it turns out that the reason she's never around is because Dorcas is dead and her throat was ripped out. I think. Come on. Yeah. And Agatha sure? killed her. Yeah, and Agatha's just, just laughing. Here's the thing. A lot of people who are incredibly boring, it's hard to tell if they're alive or dead. So maybe she was just like talk, oh, getting ready to talk about it. First off, how dare you, sir? Okay. 
Dorcas is dead. This is not the time for this kind of stuff. I would trade either of my children for Dorcas. Yeah. What about you, Pete? I would trade either of your children as well. And you had naming and life rights to them. Again, I made a very, some very bad decisions in the past. So <laughs> yeah. whatever you want to do. I would that. trade either of my co-hosts for Dorcas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't and know. And you don't even like Dorcas. I think, uh, there you go. Think about I think that. That's what he's saying. Uh, so that Blackwood hurts. is looking for another prize, uh, and at which point we get the uh, the scavenger hunt. Uh, Lucifer and Lilith demand that Sabrina finds Judas's thirty piece of silvers. Um, Prudence and Ambrose tell her to do the challenge, uh, and while she goes on the crest, uh, oh right, that's where Edward reveals he had Diana made an appeal to the Dark Lord. Lucifer knows where Judas is. Oh, I think I missed something there. Yeah, sorry, I skipped by something. There's a crazy bunch of bam thing that goes on where yes. Blackwood enters. He attacks the. He's about to attack them. Uh, they take the cheerleaders, send them back to high school. Roz is like, oh, we, you guys are just very tired. Don't even worry about it. She takes yep. the entire coven to hell. Because like, they've been draining their energy. Right. They take the coven to hell. The coven is like, oh, what are we doing? We're in hell now. Sabrina says, yeah. no big deal. I'm just going to go back and grab some dolls. She grabs the dolls, heads bound back. Uh, and then uh, she's gone. Uh, so <laughs> Lucifer knows where Judas is, tells her that Judas, Brutus, and Cassius are all there. Uh and meanwhile, back on Earth, Mambo Marie tells them Zelda is safe. She'll keep her safe. Feels like a little something is bubbling up between Mambo Marie and uh, and uh, Zelda a little bit. You guys getting that feeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> good to hear it. And Prudence yeah. and Ambrose head off well, after I mean, Blackwood. we don't know yet, man. I mean, it's, you know. Uh, so Sabrina finds <laughs> Judas... And as Pete mentioned, Judas is stuck in a wall. Very big Han Solo vibes here. Yes, uh, except talking Han Solo, which would be kind of weird if he was talking outside of the carbonite, I think. Yeah. Nah, he should have had a couple lines. Yeah. If George Lucas had his way, Han Solo would have been chatting it up when he was in that car. Oh, stop. 100%. Stop. Uh, So she asks him for the location of the 30 pieces of silver. In exchange, she offers water. He says there's an easy way and a hard way. And she says, easy way, please. Uh, (laughs) Great choice. (laughs) But I do think the uh, water was a good tactic. You know, Sabrina just being like, what can you give me? You've got to be thirsty. You're practically a wall here. Oh, yeah. Uh, When when we talk about Judas, you know, the thirst is real. Yeah, (laughs) that dude is Ah. thirsty. Uh, So she finds out the easy way is she needs to betray somebody with a kiss. So she goes to kiss Harvey, and then Harvey yeah. immediately explains that he... Uh, yes, Pete, you have a question here, or a point? Well, I just I just really loved Sabrina in this moment, because you could see her, uh, you know, Harvey's talking, and she is, like, kind of moved by Harvey. And there's points where you can tell, like, she's almost ready to just kiss him, but the fact that he is so passionate about how much he loves Roz... Sabrina won't do it. And I was so happy when she changed her mind and zapped back to Judas. So now, happy. do you think she did that because she loves Harvey too much? 
Mm. Well, she cares about her friends and she doesn't want to stab Roz in the back just so she can get her gold pieces or silver pieces. What I'm saying is, is it about Roz or is it about she doesn't want to put Harvey through that pain of betraying, of forcing him to do this? I think it's the latter a little bit more. I think it's both things. She certainly doesn't want to hurt Roz to Pete's point, but I do think she knows that if she kisses Harvey, it's over for both of them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the fact that she said you guys are endgame means that they most definitely yeah. are not endgame. That's the kiss of death right there. You can't say people are endgame. Just like on Riverdale when it's like yeah. Archie and Veronica keep saying they're endgame and we all know they're not. Were you surprised? Oh, oh I'm just going to skip by that. Uh, did first, you? Yeah, let's, what the fuck? <laughs> well, did you, were you surprised <laughs> though? That I, I can say whatever I want. Veronica, do, were you surprised that Veronica didn't walk in? It was like, excuse me, that is copyright Veronica Luda. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's Sued a Veronica the fuck line. out of her yeah, and I, used I, all I the witch the money. I appreciate the fact that there's some crossover here, but you can't just be taking things from our show and using them on your show because you feel like it. That's my word. Mine. No, I think I think that was the big Riverdale crossover we were all waiting for. Just that <laughs> one line. I mean, if you think about it, we've gotten the big three from Riverdale: pops, the Riverdale true. sign, mm-hmm. Endgame, My- and the Woods. Yep, all of our <laughs> favorite woods. parts of these shows. Yeah, and people have been asking to see those maple trees since season one of Riverdale, and. Finally, they came back here on Sabrina. Sticky maple. Finally, uh, get that sticky maple. Speaking of sticky uh, sweet things, um, <laughs> so Good. Uh, actually, in a second, but Sabrina goes back. She finds out the hard way is confronting Vlad the Impaler. Uh, she's like, you mean Dracula? And he's like, no, Vlad the Impaler. Uh, but then back at human school, an announcement is made that the carnival has invited everybody <laughs> to the this scene. <laughs> that was the creepiest <laughs> announcement of all time. This scene, that moment was the uh, my what I thought was the craziest part of the episode. The Banshee, <laughs> totally cool. When it's like, hey, fun announcement, boys. Where the fucked up carnival's doing this big <laughs> fucked up night, and we're all going to die, probably. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody's invited to the fucked up carnival where a bunch of people died, turned into pigs, a bunch of shit happened, but apparently no one talks to each randomly. other. Yeah, yeah, but free caramel apples, everybody. Free caramel apples. Ooh, ooh. What a weird specific thing where everybody's like, yes, yeah. everybody unequivocally loves caramel apples. <laughs> Truly That's... the worst possible candy. Oh, my God. Candy apples, way better. Harder, but much better. What? No, that's not what, what anybody means. No one is like, I, <laughs> I hate caramel apples. I love a rockier exterior to an apple. <laughs> you don't like candy apples better than caramel apples? No, I don't like any apple covered in, like, uh, paste. Paste. Wow. It's not a paste. like a, a hardened substance. <laughs> Just eat your apple and then later eat your candy. I don't or know. They taste good together. I'm not saying caramel apples are bad. I'm just saying candy apples are better. And I do have problems. You're drawing the finest line that no one in the world is drawing between. No one is making this call. Uh, Well, anyway, Green Deal is fucking weird. I think we can all agree to that. Also, Theo, (laughs) Harvey, and Raj do a great look where on the caramel apples where they're like, what the fuck is going on? It's happening. Yeah. Uh, And I'm looking at them, too, going, yeah, what the fuck is happening on your show, guys? Right. Uh, and they all get called to the office. They see the carnies. They run Ooh. to the library. Uh, they literally, though, they're like, come to the office. There are prizes for you. 
<laughs> but to Which their credit, like, prizes. To their yeah. credit, they know that's not true. They're very yeah. Nice. I'm so happy they didn't walk in going, "Where's our prize?" <laughs> and then there's just a banshee there going, "Ah!" <laughs> uh, so anyway, it turns out the Green Man is returning. The Great Flowering will begin, but Robin uses his super speed to get them out of the, speed the library. Also important to note, uh, Carcosa and not Nagidi, but whatever her actual name is, uh, discover that Robin betrayed them. Medusa. Call him Betrayer. Uh, Robin is freaked out, explains they have to go, and they decide they can use the magic marker that Sabrina gave Nick that they write to uh, their palms on each other. New uh, hand, who dis? Yes, to call Sabrina, clearly not understanding how this magic works. Right. No. But okay, but hang on, we got back up the truck a little bit. What was interesting was Robin, instead of just running away with them, stopped and revealed that he was the betrayer when he had Theo, which I was like, Robin, what the fuck are you doing, man? But that's a nice hero just moment. Grab for, and run. That's a nice throbbing moment. Yeah, I think it comes down to Robin wants them to know that he is leaving them, not in a betrayal way, I'm but in a standing up to them. I'm worried about the double agent. Yeah, he's I'm standing up to them. I'm worried about him flipping back. And I do think he's trying to show them, no, what you're doing is wrong. You're going to destroy all flesh on Earth. Maybe don't do that. Obviously, that doesn't turn them, but uh, I think that's what's going on there. Uh, There's a great moment um, when they find out they need Sabrina. And Roz is like, I know her locker number and combination. She's yeah. my best friend. That was sweet. Are you shipping Robrina? Is that what's going on? Rosbrina? No, I guess I'm shipping the the locker number and combination. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so Nick, of course, Nick and Sabrina very briefly chat. Uh, she in, gives a quick synopsis of what's going on to Nick, just recaps everything yep, for yep. him. He's Doesn't watching care. Dorian's bar, uh, and he very pointedly digs into her and says, you're not a spellman anymore. You're a morning star now. Which is I mean, yeah, I'll tell you what, was, they have really savaged the scratch, Nick scratch Sabrina relationship in just yeah. a matter of episodes. I... I really thought that that was like uh, Blackwood or something. Like, I didn't think that was really Nick because when he said that, I was like, what are you fucking doing right now, guy? Yeah. He's, I got a sense from Gavin Leatherwood's performance that what he was playing was in recovery, trying to make amends. But the weird thing about the scene is halfway through, he just turns on her completely. Yeah. 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 Um, so I don't he know. He still uh, hasn't gotten over his feelings, his intense feelings for but then he's super nice when he gets the sos and is like hey how can i help what's up yeah and i think that again points to he's trying to make amends for everything he did when he was taken over by lucifer obviously it turns out poorly but it'll be interesting to see what happens now that he's dead forever uh <laughs> so sabrina meanwhile goes finds vlad takes the silver counts all of it vlad wakes up tries to mesmerize her explains judas is the father of vampires sucks her uh, and he freaks out because her blood is angel blood. She says, also, yeah. consent, it's real. And then yeah. leaves. Uh, classic. That was, a great, that was a great line. That was a great line. Uh, Robin, meanwhile, back on Earth, explains that the apples, the caramel apples that everybody loves to eat, will implant spores in everybody, follow the <laughs> implantation, uh, followed by an implantation. The, it'll take over the entire Earth. They get quartered by the pagans. And then, they smell. They smell Harvey. 
They smell that virgin smell. Yeah. He's the only virgin And they're left, rolling right? deep in numbers. Sabrina. Yeah, right. But Sabrina's not there. She's confronting Vlad the Impaler and winning yes. stuff in hell. Uh, winning hell contests. Uh, Agatha, awful seed. I know we joke about the Weird Sisters a little bit, uh, but Agatha reveals she kills Dorcas, killed Dorcas to Prudence. Prudence Ugh. stabs Agatha, kills With a her. sick sword. And then Blackwood stabs her, killing her. This was uh, awful. Just awful yes, to watch. Yeah. So Brutal. hard to watch. Uh, very sad, too. Yes. And this, uh, it, yes, it was sad. It was brutal. It really, they did such a good job this episode making Blackwood, like, just so evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone who is, like, a little bit, has been a little bit goofy throughout the series, despite him being sort of the villain. A little bit, like, he makes so many mistakes. But in this, he was just meticulous and, and deadly. Yeah. It, what were you going to say, Pete? It's just so upsetting, all the death that's happening and all the people were losing on the show. It's really fucking pissing me off, man. It's crazy, I mean, that they had Dorcas, the most important character, die completely off screen. Well, yeah. that's that's what raises the stakes. Because, you know, if they can kill Dorcas, they can kill anybody. That's yeah. true. I guess that's true. She was really the canary in the uh, coal mine here. Yeah, canary in the devil mine, maybe. Yep. Uh, Prudus, though... When she died, it was so sweet. She like reached out her hand to touch Agatha. Yeah, even in death, you know they're they're keeping it weird. And they <laughs> <laughs> keeping it weird. Yep, uh, classic Portland witch move. And they, uh, but man, Prudence was a badass with that sword. I was, I'm really sad that she's dead. Yeah, uh, and then they both reached sad. out toward Dorcas. Not yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You're mean. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Zelda, as we mentioned, also gets killed. Sabrina, then on top of everything else that's going on, Sabrina hands the coins over to Judas. Oh, come Bizarre. on. Bizarre. Why would you do that? This is the third time in a row. I'm just going to say that. The first time she took Herod's crown and she's like, here you go, Abras, do some experiments. I'm going to go do some cheerleading for a while. Yeah. The yeah. second time she got the bowl. And she was like, no, we're going to take the bowl to the coven instead of bringing it to hell. This time she takes the bag of coins and is like, I'm going to hand it to the guy who wants it the most. Well, first off, known you for being a count, You don't count the coins there. You're just kind of counting the coins and then you get attacked. I was really dumb. Like, get away, then count the coins in a safe place. There should be a coin counting spell. Yeah. Yeah. She should go to one of those mis- machines that are like a TD bank, and you have Coiny the Coin is like, hi, you have 30 uh, pieces of silver. Well, I think you're yep. thinking of Clippy, uh, you know, not uh, the, the Coiny. I think they're cousins. Right. Oh, okay. Also, they're, you they're weird cousins. Pete, have you been taking your change and shoving it into Microsoft Word? Is that what's yep. been going on? Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's a choice. Uh, so she hands the coins over to Judas, but it turns out it's actually Caliban. He switches oh. places with her. She's now stuck in the mud. He goes back to hell and says, all hail King Caliban. Wow. Uh, Great. And now I guess the show's it? about him. Right. He was so nice to her. But ultimately, he wants to take over hell and then take over Earth. So, you know. He's it, only nice when he's wearing his cool 70s T-shirt. When he's not wearing a shirt, he nasty. Can't, yeah. 
Can't trust people made of clay. Uh, luckily, after Sabrina loses, that's the last bad thing that happens in the episode. Oh, just kidding. We go over to the carnival. Immediately, they already explain that Robin and Nick have been killed off screen. Roz yep. and Theo are screaming, their mouths bound. Harvey is stuck in an enormous wicker man, bad green man sculpture. He's shirtless. He gets almost literally broken apart screaming. But a banshee in the background is the craziest thing that happened hold in this on, fucking hold episode. On, hold on. <laughs> uh, he gets broken apart uh, and sucked into the green man, which releases pollen everywhere. Carcosa shouts that it's the end of all flesh. And everybody's screaming for Sabrina as she is trapped and sewn somewhere in the underworld. End of the episode. Now... Well, here's my my last note for this episode was, damn, shit is very fucked up. <laughs> that is an accurate note. Pete. This felt like at the end I, of a, a Choose Your I Own was, Adventure when you chose the wrong chapter. Yes, absolutely. 100% what it's like. You're totally correct. Pete, what were you going to say? I was screaming at my fucking screen because I was like, you can't fucking end it here. You can't just leave us like this. It's fucking ridiculous that you end an episode right there. And again, this is the last ever episode. And they're taking all of the previous episodes off and shutting down Netflix, which is very sad. (laughs) It's just a shame. Yes. Bold bold move. move. Bold move. What are your going into the final episode? What are your predictions? How are they going to get out of this predicament? There's no way to get out of it. Everybody's dead. Flesh is going to. Everybody who's made of flesh dies, and then they're going to roll the credits, and there's going to be a fucked up circus playing, and uh, they're going to be like, yeah, thanks for wasting all your fucking time watching Sabrina. Suck it, you assholes. I, I don't know. Credits. I'm excited to see to meet this green man. Maybe he's fun and funny and a, even a more mm-hmm. fun main character than Sabrina. We didn't mention the most fucked up thing that happened at the end of the episode, which is that nobody actually got any free caramel apples, as far as I can tell. (laughs) It was very upsetting. Yeah, Uh, yeah, and I don't see any people from the school there. It just was the people that we knew. Right. Maybe they they edited it for time. They edited it for time. Uh, Speaking for time, we do have to start wrapping this up here, but before we go for this episode... Well, real quick, we should say, I think we're going to get a reset and we're going to go back to a certain point, uh, perhaps the beginning, the beginning of this episode, and replay it out in the next episode. So you think we're going to well, get some sort like of? Well, it's not like we clue? have a time egg or anything that would help us do that. Yeah, that is too bad that we don't have a time egg. Do you think it's going to be a clue type thing where they're like, or this could have happened? Mm. Oh, that, that would be, would be fun. This episode only which which. Reign supreme, Pete. Which witch reigns supreme? This is tough. I don't want to say this, but I do want to say it, okay? It's Sabrina, even though she made all these horrible decisions. Wow. And her friends were screaming her name, and she wasn't there because she was off with old Clayface running around getting coins like a Mario brother. I think that <laughs> she didn't You kiss sound like Harvey. a raving old man. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, she didn't kiss Harvey and that made me so happy. Uh, that's a good oh, that's a good reason. That's not end how I thought it would based on the beginning. <laughs> Justin, what about you? MVP most valuable primate of the episode. Uh 
I'm going to give it up to, uh, I guess, the character that I think had the strongest performance and, like, really said a lot, the Banshee. Uh, great, great note. What the fuck, man? The Banshee left, How are left you? her mark. The Banshee showed up when we needed her to. She was a, uh, an omen telling us what was up next and really left her mark on the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to go for the Banshee, but since you took that... I think I'm going to go with Dorcas, who really <laughs> stepped up this episode, made yes. an impact, and uh, kicked off the whole thing. You know, we wouldn't have this show without Dorcas. She is the backbone. I don't know how they're going to go on. And if there is some sort of time egg shenanigans, I think the key to all of it is bringing Dorcas back to life. Yeah, it would be amazing if Dorcas saves the day. And then Prudence has to eat their, her saying that, like, she's never around when you need her. I'm checking my notes right now, and it seems like the final episode of this season is called Dorcas Saves the Day. That's <laughs> yeah. really interesting. That sounds like a children's book you're trying to sell. <laughs> well, if somebody <laughs> wants to buy it, I'm not going to stop them. All right, we got one last episode, so stay tuned for that. If you'd like to support the show, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by, we'll chat with you about chilling adventures of Sabrina. We don't have Sabrina social channels, but you can check us out at our Riverdale channels, Riverdale Dark on Twitter, Riverdale After on Instagram, Riverdale After Dark on Facebook, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to listen to this podcast, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. And we'll see you next time on the chilling adventures of Dorcas and the Badgie. No, you fucking asshole. That's the show I want to see. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.